Hi everyone, welcome to the first official spirituality podcast. I don't know if you listened to like my little intro, but as I discussed there, we'll be talking about meditation today and the negative side of meditation more importantly. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail about my personal life, it's not that interesting. But I'd like to start by sharing how I was first introduced to meditation without realising. When I was a child and we would play hide and seek, I would often find the, the darkest, smallest corner possible, usually under the stairs or somewhere like that. And I would sit there and I would practice breathing so shallow and so steady that I could actually hear my own heart beat. And as an adult, I realised that even when I was a child, I was practising meditation. That was sort of my first experience, without realising it, of what meditation was. And in my 20s, I was working in a city centre, Manchester, UK, in a very busy environment, very professional environment, going to work in a suit every day, high-powered, high-stress, and I found I was getting overwhelmed by the pressures of life. I was overwhelmed by following the rules and doing what people told me to do, but still feeling as though there was something missing. So I decided that I'd go to the Buddhist center. Now, I wasn't familiar with meditation. None of my friends meditated. Nobody I knew was spiritual in any way, shape or form, including my upbringing. It wasn't religious. Um, it wasn't political. So it was quite basic really, and I was allowed to form my own opinions and choices in life. So in my twenties, I decided that there must be something more and I needed to find out what that was. I read about meditation on a leaflet that was at the train station on my way home one day, and it was advertising one of the Buddhist centers in Manchester. And it was advertising the meditation classes as a practice of relaxation, a way to de-stress. So I thought, perfect, that sounds amazing, I need that. <laughs> so I thought, I will go along. In my 20s, I was uber confident. I didn't have stresses with how people felt about me or thought about me. People could easily have described me as arrogant, and they did. So off I went to the Buddhist Centre to, to find out more about it and maybe learn more about myself. And it was my first experience of anything spiritual, really. I walked in and it was super relaxing and we all sat in a room and they taught us a body scan meditation and a breath counting meditation. Two of the, the main staples of the meditation practices I, I still use to this day. And I remember leaving there feeling as though I was floating on air. Everything seemed really calm, hyper-focused perception on reality. And I just felt as though it was fantastic. I also enjoyed telling my friends about it. And it gave me a kind of feeling as though I was special in some way. I'd learned a secret of something, even though it was the most basic practice possible. Again, that could be related to the arrogance I had in my 20s. And then after that, nothing really happened. I stopped going. I didn't carry on with the practice and I hadn't thought about it for years or and then I didn't think about taking it back up until years later when it was actually advised to me from a cognitive behavioural therapist. Two years ago I suffered 
what can only be described as a nervous breakdown, a panic attack. Whilst I was moving home, it was a highly stressful situation and I developed severe anxiety because of that and agoraphobia. So I was advised to go to see um, a cognitive behavioural therapist from my doctor, so I did. And she was lovely. The practices themselves that she taught me didn't help me out that much, but it was still nice to be able to have a place where I felt safe enough to discuss what was going on and how I felt. And I, it made me feel as though I was making some sort of progress. One of the pieces of advice that the CBT therapist gave me was meditation. She said that it was, she advised me that meditation was highly beneficial in reduction of anxiety. She didn't give me any scientific data to back that up. She didn't explain why. She didn't really even tell me how to do it, but she did suggest some popular apps that we have available to us here. I didn't check those out. I just Googled something of how to do meditation. Obviously, previously with me doing it in my early 20s, I thought, well, I know how to do that. I'll just give that a go. So it was probably going on for about eight months when I started practicing mindful meditation. So I'd start with the body scans because I was familiar with those, the counting breathing techniques. So you, you breathe in a count of 10 and breathe out a count of 10 and you count those and you just allow the thoughts to come in and pass by without giving them any sort of importance. And, and that seemed fine, you know, in terms of helping me to relax and sort of de-stress from the day, process information in a nice way. And nothing really changed as such, but I, I would say that I enjoyed the time meditating, the time to myself, away from other people was also a bonus. And it allowed me to just sort of process everything. About eight months in, and I'm practicing now, probably about one and a half hours to two hours a day, broken up into segments. So it's, it's not ongoing two hours every day, nonstop. It was, um, you know, it was broken up into like half an hour in the morning, half an hour around lunchtime, an hour in the evening, something like that. And then practicing mindfulness throughout the day. So it's staying within present thought as much as possible. If thoughts would come into my mind that were about a situation, especially because anxiety is, it's a fear based on unknown events, especially something to do with that's in the future because you're trying to predict outcomes of something that may happen. So you're playing out these scenarios in your mind of if I do X, Y, Z, then this can happen, that can happen, that can happen. And in a way, it's kind of like a defense mechanism because you're trying to play out all the possibilities so that you have, you know what your reaction will be to those, but it doesn't work that way because we just simply cannot predict what will happen at any given time. So mindfulness is useful in the sense that you stay in the present moment and you stay focused on what's actually happening at that time, what you actually have control over. So I was practicing that on a daily basis as well. And as I said, it must have been about eight months into it and I started getting tingles. So I'd have tingle experiences throughout my body whilst I was meditating, particularly around my head and face, but it would continue down my body it wasn't due to, you know, if you lie on a, a limb and you get pins and needles, it was something else that I've still not managed to find out and fully explain. They do have names for these experiences within 
certain Eastern philosophies such as like Buddhism and whatnot, they have names for these experiences because they're very common. So I'd experienced the tingles and they wouldn't be unpleasant. It was quite fine. If anything, it made me feel connected um, to my body, to myself and to this higher, to this source energy or creator energy or what is more than ourselves, unity energy. Obviously, when I close my eyes, it's very often to see shifting forms and lights, various things like that. It was when it started seeping into my normal reality that I started to become a little bit concerned. I would get shifts in my perception. So I would be looking at an object, say a table, and it would be warping or it would be moving. Kind of how I imagine things look when you're taking sort of hallucinogenic drugs. So my mind naturally was, was giving me this weird shift in perception of things sort of breathing, moving, straight lines weren't straight. And I would see this strange energy, as I could best describe it, in the air. Now there are names for this, again, in Eastern cultures of chi, prana, ka. It's not uncommon to see these things, these altered states of perception. So everything would look askew and it didn't bother me too much. But then it got to a point where I was seeing my whole vision, even when I wasn't meditating, was affected by this, what I can closely describe on a scientific level would be visual snow. And I would have, if I focused my attention into one particular spot, my, the, the image would actually vibrate and it would seem as though reality itself was breaking apart almost. It was actually quite disturbing. I hadn't really linked this too much to the meditation, although I was going through what I would class as a spiritual awakening at the time and a little bit on Google, because you know, Google knows everything. And it was saying, oh, these are just symptoms of this, or it's a spiritual, don't worry about it. or. Um, don't don't worry about these visual distortions when meditating, it's normal. So uh, I would read on it that it's about the spiritual awakening and that seeing dots and seeing things in the corner of your eye and stuff it was all symptoms of this spiritual awakening. There was a moment when I was simply meditating and I will do a full podcast on this to explain it fully, but um, I astral travelled. Now, I'm a very logical person, quite sceptical, not a non-believer, but I'm one of those, I have to experience these things for myself to believe that they exist. And I think we're all like that in a certain way, you know, we can listen to people's experiences, but you have to experience it for yourself to truly believe it, or it has to come from you originally to truly believe it. But I astral traveled and I cannot explain how or why, and I, from even going back and trying to study, sort of if it's a chemical within the brain, what chemical was released that allowed me to do that? And why did I see the things that I saw? The main symptom that um, really confused me and caused me the most problems was the derealization and the depersonalization. So what that would be is that your perception of yourself becomes distorted. So you don't feel like you're in your body. You're kind of watching it from the outside and everything's going on and derealization is the world around you doesn't seem real. And I was having severe episodes of that, especially when I would go outside. 
and it, it took me a long time to realize that it was all linked to the fact that I was meditating for about two hours a day. At the advice of my therapist, now nobody had said to me, you know, you need to find a good balance with meditation. You need to do, you need to balance it out with other things, with talking therapy. So with agoraphobia, what we do is we call it exposure therapy. So you have to balance it with exposure therapy, with talking therapy and emotional intelligence. Nobody had even given me that information to explain the necessity of those things. And I, I'm, I'm sat in here experiencing all of this thinking, I'm going crazy. What the hell is happening to me? Why am I experiencing all of these things? Not realizing that it's actually linked to the amount of meditation I'm doing a day. So I, 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 I watched something online on YouTube about this guy who was explaining all of this. And I find, it finally dawned on me that it was because of that that those experiences were even happening. But the information isn't readily available and it's certainly not available from the doctors. It's not available from any kind of therapist to warn you about these things that can happen. How important it is to, to keep that balance so that you don't lose sight of reality, inverted commas, and this altered state of perception, this altered state of awareness, um, this altered state of consciousness, basically. You know, and I think it's actually really important that that information is readily available because, you know, with anything in life, there, there are always positive and negative to things and everything needs to be done in balance and if that information isn't available then people go into this blindly and they believe that what they're doing is good for their health but it can have such detrimental effects you know for me it made my agoraphobia worse and I actually didn't go outside for a long time because of the derealization because of the depersonalization and although because of the meditation I had gained a better perspective on certain things and a better control over my panic attacks and how to deal with them. It offered, a, it, it highlighted a whole new area of issue with the derealization and depersonalization. And I just don't feel as though there's enough emphasis on the issues that can arise from not having the correct balance and meditating too often. I've spoken to friends of mine that, that meditate daily and not everybody experiences these and you know I'm certainly not suggesting that anybody that does will but it's worth knowing that these things can and do happen and it's not uncommon for them to happen it's just uncommon for people to speak about it and it's uncommon for people to offer a resolution to all of those things. Within western culture we have this quick fire solution type attitude of you know an app that it's, it just doesn't have the, the correct philosophy behind the practice so it doesn't give you limits on how often you should do something a day it encourages the opposite half the time and certainly the doctors aren't saying anything about limiting the amount of time that you meditate or or you are mindful and even so, even with like Eastern philosophies of Buddhism and things like that, I've had friends of mine who are practicing Buddhists and they've said to me, just ignore it, don't worry about it, you're on the right track, you know, that it's fine. But it's not fine. It's not fine when your world is literally distorted and you cannot, you know, you can't manage your, your life in a normal way because of this. 
you have to take it you have to take it in your own pace you have to do it at your own pace and you know my belief is that if something becomes difficult then that's not right you know if we're if within spirituality and things like that we're, we're sort of saying you know positive over negative keep a positive mindset it's not as easy as that it's one of the things that I definitely will be covering later it's about learning balance listening to yourself understanding what works for you but not pushing the boundaries to the point where you're you're no longer able to live within the reality that we do within the earth that we live in within the with the structure that we have you know if you cannot go to work because of uh, a meditation practice is distorting your reality then that's not good that means you need to cut down and you need to find that correct balance of what you're doing where you have to find that fine line of where it's working for you but it's not working against you in regard to the visual um, hallucinations i personally had one where when i was focusing on an area in my room it was the the image was vibrating and there were lights sort of like horizontal light down and it was shaking apart and it was so scary that I actually shouted at this light in the room because it was as real as a person in front of me. It didn't seem as though it was imagined. It, it, was, it was super realistic because it was coming from my brain. Everything that we experience is filtered through our own brains. So these altered states of consciousness, they overlay themselves within the reality that exists that we see also filtered through our brains. And it's very difficult to dis to distinguish between what's really there and what isn't there because it's all going through the same filter, which is your brain. You know, your brain, you know, your eyes take in light that, that I'm not a scientist. <laughs> the eyes take in light and then the light is transferred. It, the information is sent to your brain and then the brain transfer, um, interprets that into an image. So everything goes through the, the brain, everything goes through your brain, everything goes through your own personal filter. And it's difficult to distinguish what's real and what's not. And that's the scary part. You know, if, if I went to a doctor, say, and I explained my experiences to a doctor, I could so very easily get a mental health diagnosis of something that relates to hallucinations. Now, I know for a fact that isn't the case because these hallucinations simply only occur when I am in a state of heavy meditation. So when I am practicing meditation for around two hours each day and for a prolonged period of time is, is when those effects will take place. So I don't have um, an underlying mental health issue. It's an altered state of consciousness or an altered state of, it's an altered state of awareness an altered perception of reality. So the key focus here really is meditation in itself, in the practice itself, is very, very useful in, in reducing stress levels, in increasing focus. There are numerous scientific articles out there that will say meditation is good for you, but it has to be done in the right way and it has to be done with an awareness of your own balance so 
it has to be done you have to be aware of yourself and the effects that it's having on you and your life and understanding that these altered states of consciousness these altered states of awareness and perception are caused by the meditation they aren't caused by anything else if you stop if you suffer from those uh, altered states of consciousness awareness and perception if you stop meditating after a week or so they will also stop because your mind when you are meditating it's rewiring certain parts of your brain and when you stop it goes back to normal your mind's always trying to work to find this equilibrium and when you're feeding it this other kind of information so when when you meditate i've read in certain articles that you put your, your mind uh, your brain produces the same waves as it does whilst it's sleeping which i believe are theta waves but again i'm not a scientist so and the, those are the ones that you have while you're dreaming so no wonder it changes your perception no wonder it alters your perception you know the bigger question would be what really is reality you know, if we can experience these altered states of consciousness, fully focused, fully aware, in a non-meditative state, but as a consequence of meditating, is, is that any less real than the reality that we see when we're not? Maybe that would be another topic, who knows? I would like to say probably the main reason really that I want to talk about this is that there really isn't any information out there or there isn't much information out there. I've not been able to find any about the negative aspects or the negative impacts that meditation can have on people, um, especially uh, the visual distortions or even on your mental health. You know, it's important with anything that you find balanced and that you find a process that works for you and that you do it in a healthy way. Only you really know yourself and you know when things are off within yourself you know if things are off mentally and you know if things are off physically and you really have to listen to yourself don't listen to anybody else who says i meditate three hours a day they may well do that that does not mean that that will work for you find your own practice find what works for you find out what that balance is of when of where meditation is helpful and it doesn't push you over the edge you know, it doesn't push you into that realm of seeing things aren't, inverted commas, there. You know, angels, demons, um, ghosts. I've read all sorts of things that people have seen, but it's usually because they're practicing meditation every day. I'm not saying that explains all of the strange phenomena that we see, uh, the paranormal experiences that, that people have in the world. I don't, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to suggest that. I'm just saying that from me talking with friends that have meditated, they'll say, yeah, you know, I was asleep and I saw a ghost at the end of my bed. You've been meditating for like four hours every day. It's going to happen. It's, you know, that doesn't mean to say that those things aren't there and we're opening up a perception of the reality to the world or whether it's the mind just imagining those things. But if you're, it, it does mean that you have to be aware that those things can occur. Those images and that, that, that altered state of consciousness, that altered awareness and perception can very commonly and quite often occur with meditation. And if you're not open to that, if you're just wanting to go into meditation to chill out and de-stress after work, then you really do need to make sure that you're only doing it a certain amount every day, like 30 minutes a day or something like that. But then again, everyone's different. 30 minutes a day could be too much for one person. It could tip them over the edge. 
and that's why it's so important to in fact don't listen to my advice just listen to yourself do take up the practice and follow what you want to follow but listen to yourself and when it gets to that point where you know my whole point is that i don't want people that are meditating and are experiencing this to dismiss it and say oh it doesn't matter i need to ignore it it does you don't if it's affecting your life and it's in a negative way and you're feeling crazy and secluded and isolated and you can't find any help on this subject because nobody's talking about it it's okay it's it's normal it does happen and it's very common but it doesn't mean that you have to accept it and it doesn't mean that you have to put up with it because you just need to find that balance of where it is doing you good and not causing you harm i think that's really all i want to talk about in terms of like the negative aspects of meditation without going into too much detail obviously with the astral traveling because that in itself is honestly just an entirely different episode it would take me an hour to just even go over that so if i wanted to then talk about sort of the positive aspects i mean i know that there's so much information out there that says why meditation is good for you literally just google just google the information and you'll find countless articles with scientific proof personal opinion on why meditation is great so i don't feel as though i have to really cover that i would say that meditation has helped me i feel in some way that it saved my life because it allowed me to get to grips with myself and be more aware of my thoughts and be more aware of my actions so that I can change them to improve my situations. So I'm not going to go over that too much. I, I think that, you know, anybody out there who's even interested or been doing it will inundated with information as to why meditation is great. But I just wanted to bring some attention to the negative side of it, you know, the crazy side of it. And in my next episode I think I'm going to start talking about my astral travel simply because it links to this one and it would kind of make sense and I feel like I'm kind of leaving you all out here without without the juicy details so I will I will do that in my next in my next podcast but believe me it is absolutely crazy absolutely out of this world weird no logic brain I cannot explain it so you know it's really bizarre and really interesting so hopefully you'll join me with that. I hope that this has been helpful. And I really, really would like people to please email me. Tell me about your experiences with meditation. And tell me if you've experienced any of this altered perception, altered states of consciousness whilst meditating regularly. You can email me at the spirituality podcast at outlook.com. There is a hyphen between the I and the T. I'm on Twitter at TT Podcast. Instagram, I'm on Twitter at TT Podcast. That's T-T-E-A Podcast. Instagram is the Spirituality Podcast. Same with Facebook at the Spirituality Podcast. And the Patreon where after my first five episodes I will be releasing them early. But don't worry about that so far because it's up and running. Feel free to to join and support if you so wish and that will be also the spirituality podcast but yeah please email me your stories let me know sort of your experiences sort of your negative experiences with meditation or any other sort of weird goings on i'll be doing a paranormal experiences podcast soon so 
so email me or twitter or anything so hit me up if you've had any weird experiences with ghosts or any sort of spooky stories you've got because i love to read those tell me stories about like your spiritual awakenings and how they came about and if again you know if you've had any weird experiences with meditation and things like that i'd love to hear it well thanks for listening everyone and you can catch me in the next podcast <laughs>